In a world where truth is suppressed, information is censored, and alternative ideas are silenced, one group refuses to be muzzled. Despite shadow bans on social media, low downloads, and crickets on Patreon, one group refuses to be a mainstream media puppet. Today, we honor that one group, the heroes of the cannabis airwaves. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the podcasters. everyone thanks for joining us and welcome back we have another great show in store for you today bruce Eckfeld is here to talk about his podcast thinking outside the bud bruce welcome to the show thanks dan it's a pleasure to be here well i was anxious to speak to you i i am blown away by your work ethic you've had a successful career as a ceo of a inc 500 company and then you launched Eckfeld and company to share your expertise and coaching other ceos and then as a way to share your expertise to a larger audience you launch not one, not two, but three, <laughs> three podcasts, Thinking Outside the Bud, Scaling Up Services, and Tripping Outside the Box. This is, yeah. this is crazy. Just set it up for people, how the podcast helped the business and how yeah. the business helps the podcast. Yeah, yeah. So when I sold my tech company, I started doing, I was going to CEO, COO for a couple of companies. And I got into coaching and advising and realizing that really my sort of sweet spot is coming in and helping CEOs, leadership teams with strategy and strategy execution. Picked up a couple of cannabis companies and really just got excited about the space in terms of really dynamic market, a lot of growth, a lot of need for a kind of leadership development and strategic development. And, and I realized that I really needed to steep myself in cannabis, like understand how the market works, really what are the issues, how do we build out a network? So honestly, the podcast was my way of just educating myself and just kind of getting into the market quickly. And, you know, in the beginning, you find a couple of people who start doing some interviews, you record them, you turn it into episodes, and that builds on itself. And within about a year, after about 60 episodes, we had enough traction that I started getting calls. And now I've got 100 people that probably want to be on the podcast that I just don't have time to record, right? So it builds momentum and it's, it's thought leadership. It creates a good content, builds up the network and it's a calling card, right? Like I can pretty much call any CEO in the cannabis space and get them to talk to me for half an hour. It's, it's like you reverse engineered the industry. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. You gain instant credibility when you have a successful podcast and surprisingly how open people are with you. I know it must've been a little bit of an eye opener joining the cannabis industry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and I'm sure you've had some interesting experiences with some of your uh, clients. Uh, you were telling me about your cultivative clients. What happened there? Yeah. I've been involved in lots of different kind of crazy companies and situations, but the, the best one was, this was height of the pandemic. It was like the end of June, beginning of July last year. And I was still traveling to California and I went out to see one of my clients there ran a strategy session. At the end of the session, he basically said, oh yeah, look, I, I owe you for, for some of your fees. He said, I just wanted to pay you. And he hands me this bag. And I look in the bag and there's $10,000 in 20s, clearly just straight from the dispensary, right? In stacks and COVID. So the first thing I do it and put it in a plastic bag, <laughs> start researching how long do I have to let it sit there before it's clean. But then I have to fly back. So I flew back to New York with 10,000 uh, in cash. And then I figured, what do I do with $10,000 in cash? I don't want to take it to the bank. And then my ex-wife calls me and says, oh, my, my daughter's braces are due. It's seven grand. And I was just like, ding, ding. So I called the orthodontist and I said, hey, can I pay in cash? And they said, yeah, sure. We, we negotiated a little discount. And they said, you can send the check to this address. I'm like, no, I'm bringing cash. 
And I couldn't take it to them. So I had to give it to my ex-wife. I give her 7,000 in cash. She looks at me and says, what is this drug money? And I'm like, actually, yes. <laughs> so I paid for her braces and then I figured out it's something else. And of course, I claimed it. The IRS is listening. I claimed the $10,000. I just don't want to put it in my bank account. So yeah, yeah, it's cannabis. That is a great story. That is a great story. You do speak to a huge range of people from CEOs of MSOs mm-hmm. to, well, we have a clip from one of your shows. Go this will give you the range. Maybe you could set this up for our listeners before because it's a little out there. Yeah, I, I like to talk to all kind of different people that are in, in the cannabis industry. And, and this is Sister Kate. And they have a really interesting approach to using cannabis as an uh, economic tool to advance their, their order's mission. And so we were talking about how she set it up and why she set up this order and the work they do. But go ahead and play the clip and we can chat about it. What Creator God had in store for me. So it led yeah. to a four-year conversation discussion of what, what would a new age order of sisters look like? They would not be begging for alms. They would be self-funding through their own Mm -hmm. skills and their own medicine making. They would own private property. And so we ultimately built an order that was founded on January 1st of 2015 that is based on these sort of values of a holy trinity of spirituality, activism, and service. She's great. We had her on a Women Leading in Cannabis podcast. And after the interview, I was like, wow, she was really good. Yeah. Yeah. That just goes to show you the range of people that you yeah. are in contact with. It's For me, it's important. I think the, one of the things that I found fascinating about cannabis is it is so multifaceted. All right? We've got the business side, the regulatory side, the social justice side, the history side, the activism side. We've got all sorts of people that are trying to use the platform of cannabis to advance all sorts of kind of issues and topics and, and discussions. And honestly, that's what makes it fun, right? It's just a really unique industry that way. And that's why I love working in it. And it's happening so fast. It's like we're always living on the seat of our pants because everything's changing. And as a business coach, it's probably challenging for you too because you start giving guidance to people and then the the whole framework changes overnight and then you got to make adjustments. Uh, Honestly, that's why I love doing the work that I do and doing it for cannabis is strategic planning is fundamentally about how do I see around corners? How do I anticipate what's going to happen in the market? How do I make moves? How do I get to where the puck is going to be, not chase the puck? Right. And how do I do the scenario planning? So a lot of companies will do three, four, five, six different scenario plans for a three-year plan based on changes in legislation, regulation, competitors doing different things, markets opening up. And actually when COVID hit, it was fascinating because once they have the tools for doing strategic planning, we could quickly go in and say, okay, we got a bunch of condition changes. What needs to happen to our positioning and what needs to happen to our plan? And companies that are really good at doing that, they can pivot quickly. And so it's a really powerful tool once you get it figured out. And it helps as a podcaster, I believe, as a host of a show, if you have, you don't have to be an expert on everything, I think, as a podcast host, but if you know a little bit about everything, that's a good place to be because you can guide people throughout the interview or interject your thoughts or comments to to enhance the show. Yeah, it's all about questions. If I know enough about what's going on in the industry and what's going on in a business where I can ask intelligent questions, that's going to create a really rich episode. Whereas if we're just staying on the surface or not digging into it, and it's not that I challenge guests or gotcha with things, but it's a way for them to really show their expertise and show the knowledge they have and the work that they're doing in, in great depth. Before we wrap, let's give our, our future podcasters some advice. You do a lot of episodes. I'm looking at your episode list, two or three a week for each of your shows. Yeah. How big is your team, your support staff? 
Do you do it all yourself? Just give us an idea what you need, what take on that scope of an operation. Yeah. So I kind of rolled my own in the beginning. I figured out the mechanics of how I want to do the editing and set up the sample episode. And then I've got a team of two, basically a remote VAs that I've trained over the years. And at this point, like it shows up on my calendar. I do the recording and I'm done. Like I don't touch anything else. And I would say figuring out your process and getting that really ironed out so that you can just focus on the super high value work that you do as the podcast host and not get into the details. And then we have all sorts of forms. We have templates, we have SOPs, right? Like it's just creating that system. And I'm, I'm, an, I'm a systems guy, so this is my home turf. But yeah, getting that stuff figured out so that you can focus on the high value. And then I think as a podcast host, it's just really getting that sort of curiosity and developing that sense of curiosity where you can just be super present on the episode. I, I gave up on doing a whole lot of prep because I found that I was overthinking the questions. And I now, I just basically, I review their background and we get into the conversation. I just start asking questions that I think the audience wants to know. So I think that has really served me well. And I think do, if you're in this for the long haul, you got to make it easy for yourself and you got to make it so that it's natural and fluid and you're just being yourself on the podcast. That is such good advice because it becomes overwhelming when you try to oh, do yeah. everything. It's so terrific. Well, you can check out Thinking Outside the Bud on all major podcast sites and YouTube and PodConnects. And you know, also check out the other two podcasts. Let me get those right. Scaling Up Services. And, and then that tripping outside the box is the new one on Psychedelic. So we're launching that. It's, it's out there and we're going to launch a bunch of episodes in a couple of weeks. Tripping Outside the Box. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Bruce, thanks for being on the show today. That was fun. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Cannabis Health Radio is a podcast about stories from people around the world who have used cannabis to deal with serious ailments many of them life-threatening. My name is Ian Jessup. My co-host, Corey Yelland, is no stranger to the devastating emotional impact faced by so many people receiving a death sentence diagnosis from a doctor. Told she only had months to live with anal canal cancer, Corey researched and immediately began using cannabis oil to eliminate her cancer and has been cancer-free for more than a decade. She told herself that if it worked, she would spend the rest of her life helping others, which she does tirelessly every day. When you listen to our podcast, you'll hear many stories like Corey's, along with others who have used cannabis oil for many more ailments besides cancer, such as chronic pain, PTSD, MS, and many, many more. As one of our guests said, your podcast gave me the confidence to save my own life. We regularly get messages from listeners who have heard our podcast and use cannabis to solve a serious health issue of their own or that of a loved one. We hope you listen to these stories and be as inspired and moved as we are with each and every episode.